0: Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. I am Clayton, and I am a
1: rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Even if we lose and don't go to the World Cup. Hypothetically would still
0: love the old, crumbly, them. brittle gnats. It's we, it's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome, folks, to the Rasta Pod. It's a motherfucking Rasta Pod tie. How do... <laughs> How do we do it? We're back again. It's been a long break, but we've got another oh. roster, and we've got another couple games, and so we're going to have to dive into all that and learn all the stuff that we need to know. Uh, first of all, folks, first of all, we got, we got big news. Uh, many of you have been following us on Twitter at WTPpod, and uh, slowly we beginning, be, we've been beginning to feel like this community is really gathering a little bit of steam, so why not commemorate that? With a celebration, a USMN T-shirt celebration. Booyah. What do you think of that? What do you think? Should we do it?
1: Oh, I I can't wait to get it on my body.
0: Let's get tees on our bodies, guys. They're available. They're available. Check them out. They got the logo. They've 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 got they've got the the, the eagle scoring on the goalkeeper of a non-specific nationality. Although you guys probably get
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Mexican wrestler playing for. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> um, uh, it, 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 incidentally, the, the design on the back of the t-shirt, which is a bald eagle scoring a goal, uh, is a precise replica of Michael Bradley's goal at Azteca, um, which we did not, uh, we did not, we had not seen at the time.
0: Ty, uh, so it ty is the crushing. Nostradamus so a of graphic bit of design and, and he, yes. he, he created this before it even happened. So let's celebrate that with some tees folks. Go to wtppod.com/shirts uh, and 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 uh, What's that? It, it's I'm going to say it again. wtppod.com/shirts. That's Wilbur, Tango Pizza. Pod, pizza Wilbur, slash Wilbur, tango shirts. Pizza. shirts Get it get it get it get it. Good. Good. So uh, once, we get, once we get 11 of you guys uh, signing up for shirts, they will be sent out, and that's how this works. So uh, do that in the next uh, couple weeks, guys. Get your shirt. D- do Folks, it today. Do, do it, it now. today. Do it today. You know what, 20 dollars.: right. Do we it have red ones? Now.
1: We have blue ones. There you, didn't, are you
0: didn't even have to leave five your seat
1: styles available.: You can do it from, from your phone. Regular tea to cool tank. Cool tanks. Guys, ladies. Whatever you want, whatever your flavor. Get them now. We get ready it. for Buy summer. Get, get your Buy cool one for tanks. A do what you gotta do. Uh, folks. Every little bit helps.
0: It sure does. Thank you, all of you uh, who have been with us thus far. Welcome, those of you who are new. This is a Rasta pod. What we do in this pod is uh, break down the roster. So, why not? Let's get it to it. Shall we line them up, boys? Line them up. Line up. Goalkeepers, both
1: gloves, Brad Guzan. All right. Wait, does he have both gloves? How do, do you know? Is this a T-shirt situation? <laughs> Nostradamusing. I'm Nostradamusing. All right. He's first in the list. Does that
0: mean anything? <laughs> well, it might be alphabetical. As as Donovan would be quick to tell you. Uh, That's right. Tim, Tim, Tim Howard, the leaning scorer. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Howard. Tim and, Howard. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Rimando. A reminder of all the places we've already been. <laughs> Nick RemindO. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Remind us again. So old. Uh, speaking Remindo. of let's Defenders. Uh, Master of Scared Magic. And, speaking of old. <laughs> and all things uh, wonderfully bounce backy. Last night took a L, but then I bounced
1: back to Marcus Beasley. Oh <laughs> uh, nobody bounces back like him. <laughs> Matt Beasley, of course, rear injury this, every thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: incredible. Matt Beasley, of course, who is uh, who is uh, our boy, our sandlot summer cele- uh, celebration boy thing. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Jeff Cameron, Tussle his hair,
1: Send him out <laughs> tull- there. Yeah,
0: you got this, kid. Jeff Cameron, Omar Galaxy. I mean, Omar Gonzalez. I mean, Omar Galaxy, though, for real. Blast from the past, Michael Orozco, uh You mm. know him, you love him. Tim Ream, Jorge Viefanya, all the way from the NASL to the disappointing uh, only option at left back for us. DeAndre Yedlin and Graham Zussi, of course, for his experience and his uh, training camp presence and his wet toast performances in important mm-hmm. games. Midfield, Kellen Acosta. That's Ty's pookie baby, am I right, Ty-Ty? Mm. Ty. That's, yep, yep. po- that's the pookie baby. Pookie. Uh, maybe Bruce's pookie baby here. Juan Agudelo. Now we've got Pauli Ariola Nips, the real Areola, the one that stings the most. Uh, the underrated Alejandro Bedoya, our captain, Captain America, Michael Bradley. Welcome back, Dark Horse, Benny Failhaber, Dark Horse of the MLS. Right. He's back. What uh, WTF. What's going on with that? And then the peanut butter to Michael Bradley's peanut butter. Dax McCarty, Darlington Nagby, our favorite, the one we're all waiting to see. Of course, every game, Christian Pulisic. And then the traffic cone, Giazzi Zardes. Up front, Real quick, because there's nothing new here at all. Josie Altidore, Clint Dempsey, Chris the Miss, never forget, Wondolowski, and Bobby. Never Ty, what are your first impressions to this? Uh, this, this, we, we, I guess, I guess we we heard about this Sunday, right? Is that
1: right? Yep. What? What? It it, it dropped early Sunday, which is weird.
0: Early Sunday. Um,
1: what, and my, my reaction was disgust, fear shame <laughs> inner shame, shame. <laughs> regret <laughs> sadness <laughs> disappointment frustration and ultimately acceptance <laughs> because i accept i accept nowadays that um, there we go
0: there we you, go so you got to you, you got to eventually a, uh, come around uh, to
1: acceptance that's important yeah. folks yeah cuz br- bruce is an old school thinker and he he he's just going to do kind of orthodox things like this, like say, well, it's an important situation, therefore the biggest priority is having experience, right? And so, so to me, there's there are kind of uh, there there's there's a myth at play here, which is that experience is a thing that allows a player to achieve a certain level maybe beyond what their base talent is. Right. But it is encapsulated in the overall level of that player. Right. So if you were to look at a player like Michael Orozco, he's probably a 5 out of 10. And in the world
0: of footballers, Michael Orozco is is the median. He's the he's yeah, he's the mark yeah. of average. If you're worse than him, you're bad. If you're better and than he's, him, he's you're And he's experienced.
1: Okay. He he's experienced, but right. the experience so I, doesn't make him a six. Exactly. Experience. The experience is the reason he's not a four. Right. Does that well, make the sense?
0: experience allows you to reach uh your your potential, yeah. your your own ceiling, right? So Orasco's right. ceiling's not that good, uh but somebody like I you know I don't know how he's playing and we'll get into a, a fishy report later but Matt Miazga maybe has a much exactly. Well, that's exactly thing, what I was going to
1: mention. So, right? so Matt Miazga, who has done nothing but succeed in the U.S. shirt, every time he's played, he's been good. Um, he uh, he he's probably a seven out of ten or a six and a half out of ten. Um, but because of the experience of Orozco, Bruce is inclined to bring him in, even though there's a talent gap, a clear talent gap, um, and and. And And that's just what we should expect at this point, but the myth that i that I want to highlight is that the experience of that player doesn't mean that they're better than someone who is overall a stronger player. The experience is a reason why they're able to be competent in the first place. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't pick a five with experience over a six without experience. you You might use it as a tiebreaker between two fives. But a six without experience, uh, the 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 if they had experience, they would have been an eight. Does, does that make sense? It's like it's priced into the overall uh, skill or or potential of that of that player to help the team. And I, I get that in a crunch situation like this, psychologically, we need players. In the locker room, right. you know, guys, so who are, guys who I, it, are able to... It does to
0: make sense. It makes complete sense what you're saying. Because if you have a young cat, and, and Pulisic being the, the one that we can all agree on, right? Pulisic lacks yeah. uh, national team experience compared to most uh, right. of the players in this pool. However, he's simply so good that you can't not have him around. Somebody right. like, uh, what's a kid's name from
1: Shauka Weston McKinney.
0: Weston McKinney, is uh, has has a potentially a pretty high ceiling, but zero Nats experience. Now I think the 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 thing here, the rub, and and this is probably where Bruce Arena is coming from, and I don't know where you guys out there are coming from. Uh, so reach out to us and tell at us WTP at Pod. WTP Pod. Uh, where you're coming from on this. The thing is with young guys and, and people who lack experience is volatility. So you may not actually get that six. You may get a four that day from Matt Miazga. Um, and, and it's harder to predict, whereas Orozco is always going to give you that five every time. And actually, Orozco might not yeah, be a Orozco good example. Yeah, is a he fucking, there. He sucks it in both ways. But As is Wando.
1: As, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. that's, that's the second Gonzalez, myth here. for instance. The second myth here is that is that these players actually are experienced. Because if when you look at, you know, U.S. Soccer so helpfully publishes the... Roster with World Cup qualifying caps and goals. And, and you know, uh, two of the players who are theoretically here for experience, uh, Wando and Dax, have no World Cup qualifying experience. Oh, so And the, the ones who do have World Cup qualifying experience have experience doing precisely the things that we don't want to do. Like, oh, you know, going, we have a lot of respect for Trinidad. Uh, We're going to, you know, every, every game is tough. In right. And you so know, those Panama are two, is not just going to let us things. have the points like we, they have experience doing the wrong thing. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so you so have guys with no, with no actual world cup qualifying experience and you have, you know, theoretical veterans who have, who have veteran experience disappointing us. Um, and so for me, it's fine if you want to have Nick Romando in there. It's fine if you want to have Dax in there as a locker room guy, you know, maybe as 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 someone who even even on the field, uh, maybe with someone like like Dax, for instance, who who can be on the field and late in a game and can marshal a team, can help us hold a lead, that kind of thing. That's fine. But to have five or six of these guys, I think, is a huge waste. And we're not only talking about a waste of the potential of going to a World Cup because the stakes have never been higher. But we're we're now if we do make it to the World Cup, uh, looking at trying to blood someone like Weston McKinney or bring someone someone like Matt Miazga on further using only friendlies, you know. And so this is a crucial opportunity to to, to integrate uh, those kind of players who it looks like could be really important next summer. And it seems it like the plan look is to like those use players... these guys to get us through and then and then hope for the best. And I, it doesn't seem wise to me.
0: I don't think Bruce is planning on blooding anybody in those friendlies. I think Bruce is saying, "I blooded Kellen Acosta. I blooded. I'm blooding Christian Pulisic." You know, oh, I, boy. I, I I seriously think that's where his head is at. I I don't think he sees this as like a backwards uh, thing as much as we do. You know, in, in right, particular right. Kellen Acosta. I think he's saying, "Come on, guys. You know, like I'm I'm bringing in the next you know six or whatever." Um, maybe, maybe for a lot of us, a lot of us don't watch soccer uh, every day. Um, a sound is brewing. A lot of us don't know the the trajectories of all these players necessarily, and a lot of us see a roster like this and say, "Hey, I guess that's the USMNT. I remember those guys. I know Michael Bradley. I know Clint Dempsey. I right. know Josie Altador." Right, right. So, uh, Ty, maybe we should uh, go into a little. Uh, what's that sound? Oh. No. no. Welcome to, to the, the fishy, fishy report. Fishy report. report. Welcome, Welcome to, to the fishy, fishy report. report. I'll tell you what that sound is. The sound told you what that sound is. It's time for a fishy report. Everybody's favorite uh, feature of the show. Um, that's not necessarily a categorically true statement. However, we have heard in the reviews uh, <laughs> that some of you really like the fishy report, and we appreciate that. Reviewing us on iTunes is the number one way to help us uh, grow as a podcast and and uh, help other people find this wonderful podcast and community that we've been uh, nurturing and creating. So guys, uh, let's get straight to it. It's time for a fishy report. A fishy is uh, nothing other than just a young prospective player who can play for a youth national team. Someone eligible for a youth national team in theory. Uh, So so who are the fishies that we're missing here? Because if you've been following closely the various storylines, you may see this roster and say, there are a lot of people that I thought I might see here that I don't see here. Uh, If you're a new fan, you might not know these people. So Ty, Ty, let, let, who's a who's a fishy that jumps out to your mind right now uh, that people so, just need to know
1: about? And we've talked the, about the a couple. Fishy. We mentioned
0: a couple. We mentioned Matt Miazga. We mentioned Weston McKinney already.
1: Yes, and 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 we. But we have to start with Weston because people might not know uh, much about him. Okay. So so this is a kid who's been coming up through the, the Schalke youth academy, uh, which is the the rival club of Dortmund, where Christian Pulisic plays in, in Germany. Um, and Schalke is a, a, a big club. They've been kind of down on their luck lately, um, you know, maybe in the vein of, like, uh, Manchester United, where they've had a couple couple lean years. But um, I think it was four or five years ago they were in the semifinal at the Champions League. So this is a big club. Um, and uh, Weston McKinney is there their, their uh, well, part of a, a budding uh, crop of, of youngsters. He's a, a central midfielder, uh, box-to-box type. Uh, he's shown himself to be very versatile. He came into the season with a lot of uh, a lot of praise from their their new coach, uh, Domenico Tedesco, who's this he's like a 31 year old, like super genius guy um, uh, who, who plays some very interesting tactical uh, systems and, and styles. Um, and, and to wit, uh, McKinney, though, being a number eight, has also uh, filled in a, a role of playing a central forward center forward role during a win to close down opponents and just be annoying. Um, which is precisely what his game is. So, so he's a spunky when... kid.
0: Check him out on YouTube. He's got a good touch. He is uh, quick. He's able to do very uh, creative flicks and, and, and uh, strange yeah. angle passes, but he doesn't pull the trigger on those all the time. He often uh, uh, is uh, playing simple. He's solid. Right. He's, he's like a he's he's got kind of a lower center of gravity, so he's, he's right. tough to right. knock right. over um cool guy he's he's got he's got some a laid back way of speaking he's pretty chill you know
1: yeah so uh he started out in the team a little bit timid a little bit shy as you would his first start was against uh Bayern Munich so he came in in a, a high pressure high intensity uh scenario and that game in particular he looked he looked a you know a step or two behind the pace um but to be fair enough uh the entire Schalke team looked a step step behind the pace um, and uh, as he's grown into this to, to a starting role Actually the past couple of games I think he's started now Three games in a row um, He started to to Demand the ball more He is making more incisive runs He's complaining to the referee more Which I like to see um, he, He's He's uh, Getting getting Maybe. a yellow card here and there. Why which do I also you like to why do you
0: like to see a player complain to the referee for the people? Because um, that can be one of the rubs people have with uh, this game of ours. Sure, that we sure. Love so much. I,
1: I I like a player who does not accept the way the game is going, but who sees themselves as the agent of change in the game. So so and that includes the refereeing. Because if you if you start to look at the refereeing as a given, that's a mistake refereeing is not a given refereeing is a, is a reaction to the various pressures that the referee feels, which is why, uh, you know, home teams get so many favorable decisions. Another, another big part of that is that players who are teams who have strong, uh, captains and strong leaders who are intimidating and who can get a little bit under the ref's skin, uh, are, are really valuable. So I like to see somebody, especially at 18 who, who is able to, um, who is able to manipulate or, or, uh, put a little pressure on the referee to make some decisions and and, and especially it denotes, it's like
0: it denotes bravery as well. It denotes yeah. confidence.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and uh, a, a sense of um belonging with the group as well. Because sure. the, he's not just saying like, oh this is this is Gretzka's job or this is um Bentelev's job or whatnot. He's he's saying that that he wants to be a part of that as well. And he there was a, a fight last week that he was, you know, Pushing, pushing, and and you know, leading guys away from the fight and stuff like that. And I, nice. I, I like to see that as an eighteen year old. That he 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 looks like he belongs, um, and he is a Bundesliga player. You know, this it, is a it, high it, level,
0: folks. This is a very, a very high, high level. level. You know, when you look over. Our roster, our our actual twenty three man or however many man roster this is that we have in front of us. How many of these guys could play could start for Schalke? I mean, it is a small number. Short list.
1: Short three, list. Three. Three. of them. Maybe. Bags, maybe. So we're maybe. not
0: we're not talking about we're yep. not talking about someone getting a few games in the MLS or a few games in the the Danish league, right. you know, we're talking about right. a kid who's breaking out and who who's breaking out from a youth team in a major league in a big team. Right. So exactly. even though you may not and have so, heard of them, this is this is a legitimate. There is a legitimate case to be made for this person uh, starting for the national team very soon, or, Just or at be, least coming in for ten minutes, right? Sure. As yeah. a
1: as a a bulldog at the end, you know, as he's shown for 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 Schalke, he's like. The most annoying guy to play against because he never stops running and he's aggressive. He's good in the tackle. He he makes a number of, of strong tackles and then he doesn't lose the ball. You know, so that's exactly the kind of player who, yeah, who has, you would hate has, to see He doesn't coming, lose you know. the
0: ballishness.
1: Oh, not losing the ballishness is my favorite. It's my favorite player quality. <laughs> it's the darling complaining Maggie's to the refereeishness and not losing the ballishness. Not losing the um, ballishness. So, uh, so you know, not to harp on it too much, but you look at you look at uh, Dax McCarty. I, I love Dax, I think he's a great player, but when you think about, okay, he's here for experience, well, Weston McKinney was play, just playing against 60,000 people, uh, you know, two starts in a row, and then before that was playing against Bayern, so so you don't think Weston McKinney's ready for pressure? Like, that's the kind of kid who would come in and be like, this, you know, this game against uh, Panama in Orlando, like, are you kidding? How is this not 4-0 yet, you know? Yeah. Yes, So, yes. so and that's, that's, that's what's the cool kind of about the young like a shift that I want to see.
0: It's the shift we want to see, and I think it's a shift that we are seeing. I, the only question is, at what point does this shift start to make it onto the field and and into right. those jerseys? You know what I mean? Because f- without a doubt, uh, the beginning of the next cycle will represent uh, some heavy turnover. Where right. you know what I mean? Right. There's it's it's diff- very difficult to say the details of that um, because there are so many moving factors. But there is there's clearly uh, at some point in the next World Cup cycle, uh, it's inevitable that some turnover will happen. The question yeah, yeah. is, will that's when will that start to happen? Because it could start right. very soon. Um, you know, given let's God forbid, let's say some strange injuries or ex- exclusions from the team, we could start to see some people like Weston McKinney. Uh, more and more pressure on Bruce Arena to bring someone like Weston McKinney in. Um, but in in the meantime, Bruce still has the reins. Bruce being somebody who yeah, but most what, people what expect... sucks is that this is it.
1: This is it, right? There's no later. These these two games are it. So we're we're leaving a percentage on the table by not bringing our best talent, and it it, it kills me because the, the, it's basically just all down to to a, a fallacy, you know. So uh, it's it's really frustrating to see. But I and the, yeah, the, the the second myth, and then I'll get back to fishies. The second myth is that being the better team is enough Um, because that's another thing that's at play here is there's the idea that, well, as long as we have a better roster than Panama and a better roster than Trinidad, we'll be fine. And that's not true because there are different degrees of better. So, so if we put out, I I think, you know, what the, the U S odds right now of going to the world cup are at 75%, something like that. I think we lost a couple percent bringing this group. Like, I think we're down to 72% or 70%. And I think if we had brought a younger, hungrier, better group, I think we might have gained a couple percent. And so you But that look was at that never what thinking, Bruce was
0: going to give us. And we knew that. And, and we, on this show... Uh, must admit that Bruce was the was for us the right choice at the time after you yeah, went out. Absolutely, absolutely. So we yeah. knew and we it, knew it, what we were gonna enough, get yeah. from Bruce. That's the thing. Right, and, and right. It's like, we, we is it we fair now to say is it fair now to say, Bruce, right. no, we want you to now that the now that there are a few people who are surprising us, um, you know, uh play, fishies who are surprising us out playing better than maybe we didn't hear about them or know about them or realize how quickly they'd start to break onto the scene. Uh, right. Is it fair to Bruce to now say, well, you got to include these guys?
1: Right, right, exactly. But, you know, I mean, Jossie Zardes, are you kidding me? You, I know, you are think, you fucking kidding me? You think he's it's, a safer yeah, the, bet to throw out there than Weston? Like, the inclusions
0: are, you, are even crazier than the exclusions. It's absurd. It's the it's absurd. old Julian so, Green argument. To, to get back to the fishies, fishies. Uh, we're, gonna go so to so, so we're so going to go to our happy
1: place. We're going to our happy place. Matt Miazga yeah, we've making got me Matt very Miazga. happy right now. Where's he at? What's Uh, he doing? He has uh, confirmed himself as a locked-in starter for for Vitesse, where he was on loan last year, um, and and became a starter at the end of the season. He's begun the season as a starter and has been doing really well.
0: Nice. Uh, He was in
1: the Team of the Week uh, last week. I believe they beat Ajax, which is a big deal down there.
0: Ajax. Over
1: to to the left. Um, And uh, so he's doing really well. He's not going to get a chance at Chelsea under Antonio Conte, who didn't sign him, doesn't like him. Plays a back three, which Miazga is not suited to. Uh, however, it looks like um, Conte might be on the on the move, um, and the the uh, Chelsea system might change uh, in the next ten months. So, if they end up with someone someone who's a little bit more traditional, who could use a a, a beanpole yank, uh, he might he might actually have a shot there. Um, he, he's showing himself to have uh, the quality. You know, he, I think he's he's growing to be. Big a, a really solid good player at, at in the in the Dutch league, um and that that's that portends a lot at at, at twenty two, uh for a central defender so big deal there. Any other shouts? Um,
0: More shouts? More the, fishies? Uh,
1: another central defender who could be really important for us is Eric Palmer Brown, who recently starred. E P B
0: C C V C C V
1: E P B. And I'll, I'll get to I'll get to the other member of the law firm, but uh, Eric Palmer Brown. <laughs> Um, uh, recently signed with man city. So he's going to go to man city over the winter. Um, it looks like it'll be a loan deal. Uh, you know, the, the immediate loan out similar to the way that, that Miazga did it. Um, so the, the big question is, will he get loaned to NYCFC or will he get loaned to somewhere, you know, further afield where he can go up a level from, from, uh, from MLS, um, the the weird thing is he's been waiting for this transfer somewhere for so long that uh Kansas City has never really committed to using him. They've they've used him sparingly, but he hasn't really gotten a whole lot of first team uh action because Kansas City's always expecting him to leave in the next 6 months, you know, so they 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 haven't really invested in him. Um so I I'm very eager to see him find a place where he can start uh, regularly.
0: Yeah, EPB um, really cool, really cool stalwart character, definitely one for the future. Uh, I don't yep. think necessarily one of the ones who is in immediate contention. He's a next cycle player for me, but definitely, yeah, definitely he's a next cycle player
1: for sure. Uh, one who I think is ready is Cameron Carter-Vickers.
0: You think so? What's up with CCV? I, I do.
1: So he he went on loan. He finally got the loan from from Tottenham to um, Sheffield United, and it has taken him a little while to to break in, but he has been breaking in, has been doing well. Um, and there was his, his first start was against uh, Tim Ream's Fulham. So this was a great 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 case to observe how these players do. Uh, Sheffield United won. Uh, Carter Vickers was incredible. He scored the winner. Nice. and, uh, And Tim Ream was on the other side of that game. So then you look at this roster, and we're picking Tim Ream over the guy who performed better when they played each other. Just one game, but I'm just saying. Experience um, so,
0: versus ceilings, guys. We're talking about right, but ceilings. It,
1: it, it, to me, it's not about the ceiling. It's about today. It's about See, today. Th- this is the thing. This is the myth. The myth is that when a young player and an older player play equivalently well, the perception is that the older player is the better choice because they're more experienced and the younger player has a lot to learn. But the, the, the performances are already reflective of their levels of experience. It's well said.
0: And I tell you so, what, when I play my PES club manager on, on, on my iPhone 7, <laughs> we just got, we just, I just put ourselves that's, on that's some radar list. That's how pep You know, I always play the, if it's a tie, I play the younger player because I want them to get more experience and be better later. Why would I play an older player?
1: What's the use right. of that? And, and, and what's worse is that we're actually leaving talent and, and winning ability on the table right now because of this myth. Um so it drives me crazy but drives anyway drives me crazy so Ty um, let's
0: get to maybe one more
1: fishy I'll do I'll do one blanket uh one last blanket one uh that people should know the under 17 World Cup is starting on Friday Friday morning pretty uh, the cool US stuff. Is playing India who are the hosts uh in the first game of the tournament should be really exciting team looks great swashbuckling style Andrew Carlton if you've watched Atlanta United the U.S. Under 17 team is the youth team equivalent of Atlanta United. They're yeah, great. Atlanta United. Um, by
0: the way, this is not an MLS podcast, but that is sidebar. the most that Side, is the most interesting, sidebar. fascinating, wonderful to watch MLS team I have ever seen. I feel it, it is fantastic. Like it's, they're so cool. They're so Greg Garza. Can Greg Garza get on this goddamn roster? Know, he, must, my God. he must be a Greg little Garza bit of a dick man. or something. But he is like. Uh, I don't know what it is, why he's not here. I think here, he couldn't but. be farther from a
1: dick. Like, I think he's, like, just the nicest is guy ever. Is he super nice and
0: he's got the tats, the Mad Max tats? Dude, what if you put Socrates, Papadopoulos, and Greg Garza on one back line? That'd be the Mad what Max. What if you put
1: them in a in a locked cage <laughs> and tell them that what only would one happen? gets out alive? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a sidebar to the sidebar, nobody is beating Socrates, Papadopoulos. No, no player in the world in a death cage match.
0: That's right. Who's the other guy from Hamburg? The
1: uh, his, his his like cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And guys, you can always tell like that the tribe. announcers have really practiced a lot because <laughs> they, they they drop it. They they That's have so practiced the name so much That's that so they want to use it, so they say it all the time. That's so true. Um, so anyway, Andrew
0: Carlton is really cool. If you haven't seen him, he's got he's kind of a ginge I'm colorblind actually. He's a ginger, right?
1: Uh, I'm colorblind too. Oh, at WTP, Reach out to us
0: at wTPpot <laughs> tell us. But he's got kind of a freckly face anyway. And he, he, he's like, seems smaller than he actually is. And he seems slower than he actually is. So he, he's, he's big and fast is what I'm saying. And he
1: will break a grown man's
0: ankles. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. He's he, got, he's, he's got some flicks but and
1: tricks. The, the gem of the U17 World Cup, uh, uh team is Josh Sargent, who was most recently starring oh, for the I, I blew, it. U- I blew it. I was team.
0: describing in my head Josh Sargent that whole time. Oh, oh so sorry. that's yeah, why, sorry. folks, yeah, you got yeah. to tune into We the People because if you're that's like right. me, you need somebody to straighten the whole thing out. I was right, talking right. So about we'll Josh Sargent
1: in my head. Andrew, so, yeah. Andrew also Carleton. Andrew cool. Carlton is the, the the tricky winger. Uh, He's uh, Josh a little Cristiano Ronaldo look alike. Uh, that's Brooks Lennon. Oh, Brooks Jesus, Lennon looks like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, what am yeah, yeah, yeah. I thinking? This is why we have the fishy report. <laughs> um, so, so Josh Sargent is this? Uh, he's he's like I think he's six foot. Um, so not not short uh, striker. Kind of deceptively strong, deceptively quick, as you said about Carlton not knowing it was Sargent. Sargent. <laughs> um, he he is uh, he he's a, the, a player who I watched at under seventeen level, and he was a little bigger. Um, uh, you know, one or two years ago than his than than the class. Um, so I always just thought he was just another Haji Wright was just like, you know, big enough to score headers in the box against 15 year olds. Um, but Josh Sargent went up to the U20 World Cup, was a shock inclusion, a shock starter at the under 20 World Cup, had just turned 17 when that tournament started, uh, and and did extremely well. He I think he scored four goals in the tournament. Um, was, was a linchpin of the U.S. attack um, and showed that he had the physicality, uh, you know, a couple of the goals that he scored where he, he needed to push off or he needed to hold a player off in order to carve the space out. Um, and he did so so brilliantly. So, And he just signed officially, finally, with Werder Bremen, uh, also of the Bundesliga. So he's not eligible to go until uh, the winter when he turns 18, um, but he has signed officially. And so he's on the way. On his way to Verder, and uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll show uh, why he got that deal uh, in the U17 World Cup. Exciting
0: stuff, Fitchies. folks. There's a lot to now, look forward to in this US pool. What's that, Ty?
1: I just want to note quickly because people say, oh, U17 World Cup, it's a long way from, from mattering. Uh, Julian Green was 18. So the, the last United States World Cup goal scorer was 18. <laughs>
0: the most so recent.
1: In 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 uh in Josh Sargent, you're looking at someone who is the age of the U.S.'s last World Cup goal scorer. So just remember that. I'm not saying, saying. anything's going to happen, but if anyone might spring a shock, you know, he comes on for Verder he starts a couple games at the end of the season, he does really well, gets on the plane, maybe gets a sub-appearance, maybe he is a United you know, States World Cup legend and we win in Russia and then we can stop this dumb podcast and... and you know, go back to, go back to football.
0: Folks, the podcast will continue until we win this damn thing. And then maybe yeah. even beyond that, because we let no, a Nats. No. If you let an at no, then we're done at that point. It's over. We we're
1: should done. just shut down the program. If we take, take it down, I mean, when we stops. take it down,
0: when, when, when we take it down, not if, Jeez. get your USMNT shirts. From WTP. Oof, yeah, you gotta get a
1: USMNT wow. shirt. Get a T. Guys,
0: you gotta you're gonna support like the boys. them. They're pretty
1: they are pretty WTP cool. WTP Pod slash shirts.
0: It's it's uh, so wonderful to celebrate this team that we love, especially with shirts and reviews on iTunes. Um, but sometimes I get so caught up in celebrating my team that I forget to really know or understand anything about the people that we're playing. Um, so when, when, when the shit gets rough and I feel like I I just didn't do my research and I'm in the thick of it, I turn to my brother and I say, who are these
1: people? Who are these people? people people? people, 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 people.
0: It can be terrifying times in the hex when you're trying to qualify for the most important tournament uh, of any sport of all time uh, in any fashion, including all those tournaments that happened in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but <laughs> the way to survive Bobby out Wood's here, wood
1: has been in the that chamber that where you train for hundreds of years. That's right.
0: The yeah. way to survive out, we get we get twenty eight year old Christian Pulisic in his prime like <laughs> tomorrow. The way to survive out here is by understanding your opposition. So, Ty, tell me, who are these people? It's going to be October 6th. That's Friday versus Panama in Orlando City. It's on ESPN2. But that, none of that, none of those little logistical details help me know who these people are. Ty, who are they? Panama.
1: Oh, Panama are one of the, the solid uh, Tier 2 CONCACAF teams they they distinguish themselves by playing much highly above their um their their club levels collectively with a really uh really smart sound uh tactical approach they are very disciplined they are very gritty um we, we most recently saw them in the in the gold cup where they clawed a, a goal back and claimed a draw against the US um and and that that was to me uh emblematic of the way that the games usually go against against panama they do not give up when the first goal goes in. Uh, we have to go get the second. We have to go get the third because they are going to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. They're uh incredibly energetic and 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 tough. And if if we do happen to go behind, uh, they can play every trick in the book to make sure that the oh, clock yeah. ticks do to not, ninety.
0: Do not go behind.
1: Um, yeah. So so they're they're a very dangerous opponent. Uh, that said, we are significantly better than them, and, and we should win easily. We're, you know, it's a it's a multi goal favorite kind of game. Um, I don't love playing it in Florida, personally. Why I'd not? Why play not? It in, because in a place we've that has seen in recent Panamanian games people in it. Uh, I see. Uh, we have seen but, in recent uh, games how yeah.
0: important the location of these games can be to the result, because it changes the makeup of the the, the, the crowd so heavily, which is right. such an important factor in a game. Um, yeah, right. what do especially you when, to see when a team's
1: strength. Is mental fortitude and is is togetherness. The crowd makes a big difference to that. You know, can can you imagine playing this game? Like uh, we we played them in uh, Seattle a couple years ago, a highly pro U.S. crowd, and that was a big part of why we we won that game and and why they weren't able to execute their game plan. So disappointing, but nonetheless, it feels
0: feels good to have to be surrounded by people that love you and are wearing the same clothing as you (laughs) and matching. Especially when,
1: especially as an away player when you're going into what should be hostile territory. That's right. And then you look up, you know, that, that's you're like, something Yeah, that the... bitch, I
0: got my homies right here. This exactly. is awesome. Exactly. Uh, Ty, who are that... what are some names? What are some names in here that people should look out for as as potentially dangerous or stalwart defense?
1: yeah absolutely so you you start at the back uh, especially with the team that's so um tactically focused where they have uh, Felipe Belloy and your boy roman torres your
0: boy your uh, of boy. Seattle Welcome Sounders. To Seattle. Welcome well i would say
1: i would say uh torres is their their best player overall their most important player um someone who he's he's kind of the glue that that holds the team together um and you know to the to the point about the mental fortitude i mean it's it's really tough to intimidate that guy um in front of them oh, in front yeah. of them uh He's they're gonna have the, i would suspect they'll probably go with like uh like a form uh sorry a five man midfield like try to pack midfield uh try to try to take bradley out of the game that kind of thing um they have a couple they have a couple good players uh Anibal Godoy, um, Tejada, um a couple other uh stand out stand out midfielders armando cooper of um of uh t f c um and then up top they're they're uh <laughs> they could end up going old and go with, uh, Blas Perez, who, who us fans will be very familiar with from his many, many years in MLS. Um, uh, someone, someone who's well familiar with the dark arts. And if, if, even if he doesn't start, um, uh, I can't remember the name of their, their other forward. Who's, uh, uh you know, Blaz, more talented. Blas Perez
0: um, is getting older, man. He's, he's starting to look more like a some intellectual author of books than like a footballer.
1: yeah yeah like professor professor Perez (laughs) Um, he's got a nice dapper exactly the kind of guy who can come in and snag a late equalizer or uh or or if we're losing who can come in and draw a red from a from a defender that kind of thing so So, it's unfortunate
0: because we want to have this attitude that this is a team that we expect to stomp over but yet we see player. We see all the faces on our roster and on theirs that are representative of uh, the experience that we've had in the past. Right, going there, giving them too much respect, right. sitting back too far, um, yep. you know, being being scared, being sloppy, uh, lacking, yep. you know, lacking incisiveness. It's hard not to expect all these things. You know what I mean? Yep. What yep. we're going to see something different? Why? Why would we yeah, see something different? Exactly. The,
1: the the games against Panama are generally. Uh, one one goal scored max per team. You know, one, one nil, nil one, one one kind of situations. Um, and I, I I don't expect a great deal different. Uh, I I hope for for different. I think it should be a multi goal win, but uh, that just so rarely happens against them. Um, they're their combination of of being smart, being tough, and our our uh minnow complex, you know, inferiority complex when it comes to soccer. We do have that, um, and I. I just want to make a quick point, a quick side point. Another We the People complaint is the idea that if you win your home games and draw on the road, you go to the World Cup. Therefore, what we should try to do on the road is just get a draw because it's tough. It's tough. It's hot. You know, if we get a point, if we get a point on the road, we are going to qualify. It's too hard. The problem with that philosophy is that if you lose some frigging home games... You're then fucked. you really regret not picking up three it's like, points. It's down like procrastinating your day.
0: homework and then you realize you had one more assignment than you thought you had. Precisely. It's like I would have been Precisely. fucking fine if I, if yeah, I only exactly. had the one that I thought I had. I had planned for that, exactly. to do that exactly. last minute. And now I've got two hours of homework and one hour of time.
1: Something's not exactly. going to get done. Exactly. Like you catch a bunch of fish early in the day and you're like, oh, I'll make it. I'll, I'll get enough fish. No big <laughs> deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take a break. Like, Shit, and it's I'm like, two no, fish no. keep fishing, bro. We should have kept fishing down there because we, we went to Panama. This was the uh, second qualifier of the Bruce tenure after the Honduras match. And it was exactly what we're talking about. It was this like, you know, lackadaisical, uh, slightly disorganized, slightly demotivated, slightly uh, afraid team and approach. And we got a draw and everybody was all golf clapping about this freaking draw. And if we had gotten <laughs> if we had gotten two points down <laughs> there, clapping. that would have been a point off of Panama's total, and 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 two points added to our total. All of a sudden, the table looks way different. Now, when we get into this situation late in qualifying, we have an edge where we can afford to make a mistake. We can't afford to make a mistake anymore. Yeah, and, and part and, of that is because we drop points early, and and we did so partially because the U.S. soccer culture said it's okay to drop points as long as you're on the road because it's really hard. That's it's right. Like, no, play, we have to play our best every single game. So that we don't end up in situations like this.
0: That's right, and you got to think that if we were in a better position in the table now, then all of our youngsters would have a better chance of at least getting exactly. some benchy minutes, exactly, which would exactly. be great for our fishies. So, guys, we got to be careful. Uh, one of the major concerns coming out of the last uh, set of games was our our defensive line, and in particular, the fact that Jeff Cameron and um, uh, what's face? John Brooks are seemed seemed at the time to be really our only strong options for center back, and then we were just hoping to avoid injury. Right, so here we are. Mm. Uh, we're at our next qualifiers. Jeff Cameron is on the Uh-oh. roster, who I had heard whispers was injured. Uh, John Brooks is not on the roster. I, is that because of injury?
1: Yeah, still so still we have. Hurt. So we uh, have Cameron just came back last week okay so he's got he's do you got think one there was any do you,
0: you think there was any like protection being done for Cameron like because he wasn't playing for Stoke, I guess, because of an injury, but uh do you think he, maybe there was a call made from Bruce arena saying if you know if there's anything like
1: please bench this dude uh i I doubt that, and i I doubt that Stoke would care to be perfectly honest Um jeez uh, he he's very important for their system he because they they play three at the back, and as we've talked about wanting Cameron in the midfield uh he he's a he's incredibly versatile um uh player and therefore quite good in that system uh so i think the game back uh last weekend he was playing in the center of a of a three back kind of a busquets uh role a, uh-huh. a, a, a bostonian busquets if you will <laughs> and uh so so he he's quite important for their team and i i don't think they would have um they would have coddled him if if uh if you know just, just on the basis of what the U.S. So,
0: need is so then now. we but have I, a genuine, yeah. a genuine stroke of luck here, then Stoke of luck, if you will, because it, it is because a stroke of luck. We need this dude, and he's been. If what you're saying is true, then he's been genuinely unable to play recently, and he's back. Yep. So thank God for that, I guess. In lieu of the fact that we I have no John Brooks, I
1: mean, it, last uh, well, he he came on as a sub against uh, in the Honduras qualifier and was fine, but but last start, his last start was not good at home. Uh, you know so <laughs> everything that we we thought was safe is is not and and you know to to go back to the original first impressions uh, of this podcast uh i'm scared as hell cuz 75% is a lot of percent but um there's still a 1 in 4 chance that we don't get to go to this tournament and right. so so in 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 one out of the four multiverses that branch from current the current day uh, we are we are on this air in a week talking about how the U.S. is not going to the World Cup. Well, not quite, because we might go to the playoff, but we might we might endure an excruciating month of waiting for uh, waiting for us to not go to the World Cup uh, for the first time in seven World Cups. So, um, so either
0: way, we are both. God that we here at We the and People
1: are both uh,
0: logical and somewhat superstitious. So from our from our perspective, we're 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 going to stay within the realms of probability in the statements. It's logical to
1: be superstitious (laughs) because I will do anything to get this team through. Anything, even if there's a tiny percent chance that that you know, watching with my yeah, we're doing Pascal's wager
0: right now on this on this. uh, (laughs)
1: Exactly, it's Pascal's wager. The World (laughs) Cup is the most valuable thing. It's it's it's. (laughs) Look aside aside from like my, my family and my livelihood. It's the thing I like the most. <laughs> this is like this is God, so real for us, guys. It's so this. real it's, we made a oh, t-shirt. God. We I, need I, this. And and we're we're 3 days away uh, by the time you hear this, um pod, podcast WTV podcast nation. Uh, this, this this is some real shit.
0: Some real shit. We, it's We got to dodge some bullets here. It's about time. This is this is some oh. this is some climactic uh, action movie scenes about to happen for us where you know, if Josie starts complaining to the referee and trying to do backheels, <laughs> we seriously might be turning <laughs> our back.
1: Give up a ship and early goal and get, get Josie out there to waste time for them. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh,
0: what are we going to do? If you want to get a t-shirt, go to
1: WTPpod.com slash Right. Have we excited you about the U.S. Men's National Team? Do you want a U.S.M.N. T-shirt?
0: <laughs> this can be a difficult team to be enthusiastic about, but we it do really it every can. we do it every it really pod. Can. We get enthusiastic AF, my friends. Uh, we get into it. Because we care, and we love it, and we want them to win, and I want Christian Pulisic to turn this shit around, but it's hard to see how one man on a roster of 23 disappointing figures can change anything at all. However, if 11 players from this roster go out onto that field and give Panama a nice smack in the face, 3-0, and we're on to the next game versus Trinidad and Tobago... I will change my tone a little bit, not all the way, not all the way, but I'll be excited. You know, I'll be the, the first one to say, you know what? Awesome. Bradley seems to be heating up, warming up, and and then you know, why not? Why not? Let's 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 celebrate the success. Maybe Clint Dempsey breaks the record. That'd be awesome. And maybe what we need to do at this point is hash out a little hopes <laughs>
1: <Ba-da-da-ba-ba-ba-boum>.
0: and fears. <laughs> <laughs> My <sighs> hopes and fears, folks. Hopes and our fears. Ty, do you have a hope? Or a fear and or a fear or a hope?
1: Uh, I, I have a hope. So um my my first hope is that everybody out there buys a t-shirt. Nice. Love Just it. buy a t-shirt. Love it. utppod.com slash shirts. Shirts. Um my my second hope is that we see, it's funny to say, but that we see the old Christian Pulisic. <laughs> oh, because, um, yes, hey, that's, the, the, this is a
0: good point. This is a very good point. We've been seeing a little bit of a different flavor on the Pulisic's face
1: yep, as he's been
0: getting his ass conca
1: He's been getting conca uh, So since the uh, Azteca qualifier where he was threatening but never impactful, um, I don't think Pulisic has had a good game. For, for the U.S. The last two qualifiers were, were, were pretty bad. Uh, so, so we're looking at a player who is experiencing his first down, downswing, uh, recognizing that the downswing for an elite talent is m- mediocre okayness uh, and, and the occasional nice dribble. But he hasn't been doing particularly well for Dortmund the past couple games. Um, you know, thank Cthulhu that uh, Piet- Peter Bosch, the, the new Dortmund coach, likes him. Um, because I, I think both of us probably would have would have put Yarmolenko on by now. Like,
0: well, yeah, and ro- would have rotated uh, Pulisic, uh, Philippe out or Philip as well. I mean,
1: yeah, to me yeah. they look Maxi solid. Philippe, but I've also yeah.
0: I also listened to the uh, the Yellow Wall Pod, which is an amazing podcast, yeah. English speaking podcast, and uh, Stefan Buschko. Even it's not just Bosch, you know. Even even uh, fans of Dortmund, unrelated to you know. America, you know, of other countries would some some are of the opinion that uh, Pulisic is more polished, and so I I think that's good. I guess that shows that we're not like being too romantic about this. Um, but it is true. Right, I, I see him play. Way. He has yeah. moments. He has moments, but he's yeah. not. He he he's not. Uh, he's he doesn't seem to be as reliable to me as as Yarmolenko and Philip. But anyways, not a Dortmund
1: podcast. Yeah. <sighs> oh. That'd be great. That'd be a great idea. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind doing doing that. We should get get Ty on the
0: Dortmund podcast, shouldn't we guys? Don't you want to hear some of Ty's analysis on the yellow wall pod?
1: Oh my god. That would be a dream. How sick would that be? Call me Stefan.
0: Stefan. Yeah, I love those guys. They're funny and they seem nice and and they they have good analysis. So that's it, that's that's a a good a good hope, I guess, right? Seeing the old Polisic, which is amazing to say about (laughs) seventeen year
1: old Polisic back Um, again, please.
0: Let's see. A furioso. Let's do a theory of a theory. Um Yeesh. Uh there's just so many. It's easy, which makes it hard.
1: Let's see. I don't If I see Michael Orozco's name on that <laughs> starting know, eleven, I'm going, I'm going to jump out a window. I'm gonna jump out a low window for effect. <laughs> just to have the experience without it actually. I'll put it on the Twitter it. and the Facebook. Me <laughs> jumping out a window. Yeah. <laughs> low.
0: A low to the ground, one of those basement windows. A really low You're window. actually climbing up on a ladder to get to the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's like more like getting onto a perch. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to see Michael Orozco. I'm afraid. This is what I'm afraid of. That uh, Kellen Acosta's mom, uh, Kanika Acosta, will tell him to wear one of our USMN T-shirts on the field. Uh, and and we won't be able to handle the volume of orders that we'll get from okay. it. Now I'm just afraid. I'm I'm afraid we'll get another wet toast, uh, Kalen Acosta. I think he really has potential. I think he can really do it. And I'm just afraid that the only person who is getting a shot on this roster is uh, is not going to come through, and uh, that 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 would be sad. That's that's one of my fears. But. Um, I think we can deal. I think we can get through this, guys. I think we we can band together together and uh, somehow access those multiverses that allow us to enjoy an illustrious future uh, for this U.S.M.T. If all of us wear our
1: shirts at the same time,
0: that's right. So so uh, do so, folks. I love pasta. I love it from a box. I love it from a restaurant. I love it when it's made from scratch, plot. and I love it when it's made from, you know, microwavable materials. I also love poetry for expressing the finer things. Poetry. Hm. And of course, I very much like to tiptoe uh, loudly, which is not normal. You, people usually tiptoe to be sneaky. I like to tiptoe loudly right. like a shitty ballerina, but I don't love any of that stuff. As much as I love the Nets, let's go, boys! Please, oh God,
1: Panama. don't let us down! Please,
0: destroy Panama. crush them! It's we the people! It's we the people! It's we the people! It's we the people! <laughs> what if we lose? I know, dude. I don't fucking know. Oh I know. God. I don't fucking know.
1: Twenty-five <sighs> percent chance. It's all, it's all gonna fall apart. <laughs> it's
0: gonna be okay, guys. We're gonna be okay.
1: Oh, I can. I'm. I usually, when I close my eyes, I see CCV lifting the trophy. But uh, today I'm seeing Polisic doing his complainy face,
0: Polisic's pout face.
1: Yeah, pout face. Well, when it's one nil down in Trinidad and it's all slipping away. Oh no! And and how did we get here? And and we should have seen it coming. And... Maybe
0: this will be. May, I hope this is a turnaround <laughs> for Pulisic, where he, you know, you know, it may be difficult to play for Dortmund technically, but it's it's super difficult to play for the U.S. emotionally. Um, And maybe that can be a boon for him. Maybe that can be a a part, like a good part of his growth. That part of the, the that comes from Portugal is, is like, stay soft. But the Pulisic that's, that comes from New Jersey is fucking hard body Tim Howard style. That's right. Get your face out of here. Get your face out of my face.